Wait, let's see if I can do a dick. First episode of what would say panel jumpers. Uh, it's our hopefully weekly podcast where we talk about an old comic and talk about till death, and then speak about some new stuff to come out this week. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm Sean. And this week we're joined by Dermot. Hello, Dermot's a dose. Uh, so this week we decided to look back over Mark Millar and Steve McNiven's Civil War because you know the movie's out. And so was it as a comparison? Between the two, I guess. Oh, yeah, no, no, because Civil War 2 started up... With issue zero. With issue zero about, what, a week, maybe two weeks ago? Yeah, sowing the seeds of what's happening. And the, compar- uh, the, the obvious comparison between the Miller fanboys and the Bendis fanboys fighting each other. Yeah, so talking about Civil War is probably, like, the hardest... Well, not the hardest discussion, but it's always one where... A lot of people are split and it just turns into a proper argument. The same argument Tony Stark and like Stephen Rogers have. It always comes down to whose side are you on, which to be fair to, to was it Jeff Loeb that came up with the tagline originally? It's a good tagline because it basically mm. it boils the whole story down. Mm. And it was a huge success as well, so. Well there's also the fact that when you think about it, like the amount of publicity it made, like in the like the comic book like fandom, mm. it was such a big massive thing between oh are you Cap side or are you Iron Man side like that because that exploded it went like completely viral so it increased the sales and it made a big massive blow out of the whole thing anyway so it did help with its like sales and stuff as it was so yeah see the thing is though I was reading something there like in before we started this like researching a bit and Millar um, said that the Civil War story was originally supposed to be. An X-Men story. Like, it wasn't supposed to be a crossover, it was supposed to be an X-Men story. Which, it was basically, his plan was that Xavier was going to die, and then there'd be two new guys coming up, like, raising up to power, basically it's going to be Cyclops and Wolverine fighting over control of the school, like, they both have different takes on it, and, you know, that did turn into... Schism. Yeah, schism, like, what, a year later? Yeah, which wasn't a huge success. To be fair. No. Critically. Well, when, you com- when you compare it, it's kind of like you've got the Marvel Universe, which is like all of the superheroes bar the X-Men, and then you've got the X-Men. Like, there's a massive comparison. Yeah, but see, the thing is, like, before Civil War came out, like, readers nowadays and people who watch the movies assume that Avengers has always been, you know, Marvel's cash cow. Mm. But that's only been up until, like, after Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It did make uh, like a lot of the kind of lesser known, like superheroes. They did like get like really, really like they got more well known. Like Goliath was a huge one. Like, I, if someone turned around to me and said, "Oh, do you know what Goliath?" Like, I know a bit, but the fact that like obviously spoiler like it's what's what ten years old. So uh, spoiler warning if you haven't read it like in the last ten years, like Goliath getting killed. Like that's like people are kind of like oh my god, god, Goliath's dead. Like you know that's. Mm. So and like obviously because of that, like people got to know Goliath more. Yeah, like uh, that's actually something that I want to talk about is the fact that you know the death of Goliath was when it came out was such a big uproar thing, and when it happened, I was like, "Who the fuck's Goliath?" I remember like when Hawkeye was Goliath. That was my Goliath. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck's this other fucker? Yeah. It was just the whole like 
when you first saw it, it was Thor that did it. But uh, no, no, uh, yeah, but no one knew when they were reading it that it was actually the, the robot. robot. Yeah, yeah, the very start. That was, oh, yeah. that was by anti-registration. Were like Thor, what are you doing here? And he's just there, like just standing there with like a lightning bolt and stuff from his hammer. And they're like, oh no, it's about to get ten right now. Like we're your friend or whatever. And then all of a sudden it happens. And it was just. I guess it was sort of a shock sort of thing for most people. Yeah, because like when Civil War came out, Thor had been gone for like the books had been cancelled about a year prior. Yeah, he went through his old Ragnarok thing where yeah, you know, those that sit above. Sort of. I suppose that was the whole point. Like this kind of like, oh, we're gonna make Thor disappear for a while so no one knows what's going on, and then he just shows up out of nowhere. And obviously, it turned out that it was <laughs> it was like a robot by Reed, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Reed. Because yeah, that disbanded yeah. the whole Fantastic Four. Reed, uh, Yellow Jacket, and. Uh, Iron Man all had their little part in creating mm. Ragnarok. Wait, Ragnarok or the Thor robot? They, the, the clone of Thor was called Ragnarok. He called himself Christ. Ragnarok. Oh, God. Right, okay. Because, you, you know, never fault, not, never fault Malar. He'll always go, like, right on the nose with his stuff. Yeah, it's a bit too far, though. I mean, the story the storyline, I thought, was... It was a good idea, and I thought the majority of it was good. The ending's a rushed piece of shit. The ending was rushed. I mean, it didn't... I mean, both... Like, if to say which side you're on, I was always sort of in the middle because I thought both sides were just... They weren't conveyed really well, their points. That, so that, is, that is something that I found myself rereading it, is that... Um, like, I haven't read Civil War in about four years. And since then, I've gotten... Like, to be fair, I'll admit, I've gotten a lot more political since then. Mm-hmm. Like, politics interests me more, and it's strange that originally I was... When I, when I first read it, I was Team Cap. Like, without a doubt. Man's... He's, he's there for civil rights and liberty and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then, before... As I was reading it this time, it was like, why wasn't I on, like, Team Iron Man? Because his whole points of view, they're very liberal. They're like, the ends always justify the means. Like, if some people have to... So for, for the betterment, betterment of everybody, then... I felt like it was... It was the whole argument of freedom over security. Mm. Like, how much like freedom do we have to give up to be actually fully safe? See, the thing is, though, like... Cap, Cap comes across... And I don't know if it was intentional or not, but Cap comes across very... Um, right-wing. Like, those... Those, uh... Conservative, sort of. Yeah, it's bit, it, it, actually, that's exactly what it is. Conservative or, like, fucking... They're very Republican, and it's like, they don't want uh, the government to have too much say in what they can do. Like, yeah. arguing about gun control and all that bullshit. Yeah. They shouldn't be a political tool for governments, mm. basically. Which is an understandable, sort of, you know... Because, well, I suppose, it, the, the thing about it is, is that if it was such a terrible thing and such a terrible idea, it's kind of like, why was it done with... Because the examples that Iron Man did use um, was to do with, like, taxi drivers and police officers yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like, the whole, like, you have to be registered with the government and then the government gets to say what you can do. And it's kind of... It's... Like, it does... It, it, on one hand, it, may, it makes sense because, obviously, it works for the, the police and it works for... Um, it works for like taxi drivers and stuff. Well, taxi drivers less so because it's it's obviously like the whole danger of being a police yeah. officer kind of thing. What's more, I know Uber's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> well, but it's it's kind of like as superheroes, it's kind of a, it's a bit more pronounced. Yeah, like it, they they do raise the point, like 
of the whole well about secret identity you to register you have to say where your secret identity is and uh, all that kind of stuff and it does put those people in danger like the the friends and family of the superheroes in danger and it, like I suppose like if it works for the police like I was always team cap like it, what the thing he made was a good point but when you kind of think about it, like if it works for the police why wouldn't it work for superheroes kind of I feel like the main story didn't not that it didn't explore it did explore but it only sort of tip of the iceberg I think it was Civil War Frontlines where Iron Man and Cap actually meet in like the ruined Avengers mansion yeah, and they yeah, probably and get into a d- proper discussion they were very sort of you know understanding of each other's point like Iron Man was like look I know that seems really heavy handed like the way it's going about this registration but if you register with me now we could actually make this a lot better we could actually work within the system to actually improve it because he says that he saw the other government plans that they had in place if registration was a thing. And, like, he mentioned sentinels flying over the sky, hunting down anyone who attempts to become a superhero. Same as what happened with mutants and stuff like that. Yeah. And he explained the whole... Like, he apparently never told... He never told uh, Stephen Rogers that he was actually... The whole alcohol problem. That he almost killed two people when he was with Machine Man. Mm. They had, like, a little scuffle. He never told anyone that, that he almost killed two people accidentally. Because he was drunk in his suit. And he said he needed to, like, he felt at that point he needed to be, like, more yeah, accountable than... At, at the same time, like, that's... Like, police officers could be drunk on the job. Yeah. I'm not saying they are, but the police officers and, like, Gardy could be drunk on the job. And it's, like, it, it's not really down to the government, that's down to the person themselves. Like, but he says there's no really sort of system in place for yeah, him, but, like, to at least, you know... If he was better trained, better, sort of, in a way... Same as with the whole, like, I mean, Cap puts the point across saying that well the whole secret identity is we have to protect our loved ones I know we put ourselves out in danger but yeah I do think that's kind of funny because the, the leader for that side the, the side that says we have secret identities and whatnot, the leader for that was kind of like the second he got unfrozen from the ice everyone knew who he was Steve Rogers yeah. but I think he was like, just fighting kind of, on behalf yeah. of the actual he was fighting like because Rogers has always come across as like a very um it's like a deontologist, like where it it doesn't matter what like if what he believes is power to law or not. It's just what's better for like the person in general, mm. like for the greater good. That's the that's the main difference I've always drawn from Civil War is that Tony is very um, utilitarianism mm. in that he will for him the ends always justify the means. But if the if the means involve like someone losing their civil rights or someone losing their like freedom of speech, freedom of speech or whatnot, yeah. that's like as far as Tony's concerned, as long as it's for the greater good, fair enough. Cap's always there fighting for the one guy. Like even in like an issue there recently, the the quote unquote controversial issue. Um, <laughs> yeah, Hydra. Cap, Cap goes out of his way to he's already saved everybody at one point and he's, he saved basically everybody in the train apart from this one kid who's been brainwashed as part of Hydra and he goes out of his way to attempt to get the kid out of a, a bomb jacket because if he hasn't saved everybody then he hasn't saved anybody yeah, no, that's that's a very good point. Like it's it's I think that comes up in a lot of kind of superhero-y kind of like a lot of the kind of um what's the word? Like their beliefs. It's kinda of like why save ninety nine percent of people 
when you can try to save 100% of the people and die in the process. I mean, it's, it's very... It's, it's, it is. It's, 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 on one hand, it's kind of like, yay, like superheroes doing the good thing. But at the same time, it's kind of like, look, you got to kind of... You gotta kind of go with the blows. Like, if you can't save everybody, you can't save everybody. You know, like there's been plenty of times where someone has died on someone's watch, and they just couldn't do. They they tried their absolute best, and it still haunts them for the rest of their life. And it's kind of like you can't judge someone. Like there's, I suppose the the whole startup to civil war. Actually, a good example is the startup to civil war with, um, the the explosion in Stanford. Stanford, yeah. South Connecticut, um, the home of WWE headquarters. <laughs> yeah, it's um, like that was that was a, a big massive thing because it was because of a reality show, but in New Warriors. That's what led to it. I know, yeah, well, like, and I suppose like that is the whole argument. Is, like, if they had been properly trained, they would have known that not and to fight they, Nitro in the first they place. Notified the Avengers, which is what Iron Man said. He said he could have notified us, and we would have helped them or assisted them. That matter. But see, at the same time, at that time as well. Nitro, the guy responsible for the explosion, was a low-level, like, C-list villain, and he was he was taking... MGH. MGH, yeah. yeah. Which so, is given to him by... You see, they added, like, this is like... Yeah, that was part of the Wolverine storyline, the whole yeah, MGH thing. The whole, yeah, the whole, that damage control was actually part but of... Which the, never made sense to me. It's kind of... I mean... Is, yeah. is that just kind of, like, warmongering? Is that what they were doing? I, they were I just don't think they wanted disaster. disaster to happen. I just think they wanted a disaster to happen at such a scale that they could actually just... Be but like, it, it, it like damage control needs zero dollar dollar bills. Yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty much warm army. They were deliberately creating like disasters so that they could be paid to clean but it I up, think wasn't the, it? It's seven issues, right? Of Civil War was Civil it? War seven issues, yeah. Seven issues. I didn't think I thought they can like the actual companion stuff. I think the frontline one was probably the best aspect of uh, was it Sally Floyd and Ben York? Yeah. Simply investigating because they asked because it was sort of in that comic and the other comics it really showed the actual realities of what was happening. Civil War seemed very sort of bar the whole Goliath death mm. there was very sort of clear cut like nothing yeah. like troubling was happening as much it wasn't like you know as impactful for the superior community as opposed to all, all, like, all these deaths or the well, until, until, until the Punisher starts like oh until the Punisher thing but the Punisher like I know how like Cap got angry at him because the Punisher sees him black and white like yeah. if you do something bad he's gonna kill you for it there was there was actually something I was thinking about when I was reading that um, where like you can see the point where Steve breaks, where Steve realises he might be in the wrong. And it's after he's beaten the shit out of the Punisher and Spidey is talking to, is a Patriot, and he says, why did Frank, like Patriot's saying to Spidey, why did Frank Castle just sit there and take the beating? And Spidey goes, oh, it's because he admires Cap. You yeah, because he... Cause he same guy, different war. Because he said, because when they were fighting, I remember Steve Rogers said, why don't you fight back? Mm. And he... And, Punisher simply replies not against you. Yeah. Because, you know, it's sort of... Yeah, but there's also the fact that you're fighting the personification of the American goddamn flag. Like, how do you... Like, yeah. fighting that... Like, I think a lot of superheroes kind of would see that as, I'm not fighting another superhero. I'm fighting literally America. Like, in all of his six foot seven, like... Yeah. He's essentially an embodiment of an idea. Yeah, like, like he, he he is the original. As far as the Marvel universe is concerned, he's like the original guy. Like Namor is still floating about. Well, he was. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm still annoyed about that. Spoilers. Like, do you ever feel the kind of like, especially like, because I stopped. Like, I did. I I, I 
did collect an awful lot of the comics and I just it kind of wore down on me uh, and I don't know if you guys agree like a lot of Marvel specifically and DC's kind of doing it as well that they kind of they build up this big massive blowout so that everyone's like oh my god this is involving everybody mm-hmm. and then like a couple of issues later it's completely fine and then like a couple of months later or maybe even within like the same month like another thing happens or, a big massive they, thing like they hype it too much yeah. like secret invasion and it doesn't it doesn't no, pan see, out that is something I wanted to bring up is that I think one of the reasons that Civil War is so like I we've reread Civil War now and it was good at the time but now it's mediocre I'd say mm-hmm. It worked in the political like, yeah. time that it was in. The the reason that Civil War worked, and it's, I, I believe is so highly regarded for people who haven't gone back to read it, is because it's one of the first like, big events in Marvel for quite a while, with the exception of House Down, which came the year before, where there was actual some ramifications from it. Yeah. Like, and then, then Secret Invasion happened, and all we had was, oh, Norman Osborn's in charge of the Avengers now. Yeah, now, like, I actually that's... liked Dark Reign. I liked the setup. I liked the fact that instead of the Illuminati was Norman Osborn controlling like the was it the Cabals or Cabal? Yeah, Cabal. Yeah. And I liked I wish that story went on longer or had a main series for it because I thought the whole idea of like, you know, this guy's literally like uprooting the whole system. Like the people elected him. It, well, I did like I think of... it was Dark Reign. I, I did like the fact he had like the Dark Avengers, and it wasn't even like oh these are other people. It's like these are bad guys, but they're dressed up like, like yeah. good, like See, the like, actual yeah. Avengers. Oh, that's almost as if it's it's been a book since nineteen ninety seven. I, I oh, do I, like. I do. <laughs> is, is, is that the premise of the Thunderbolts? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's I, I, I honestly, <laughs> I do like the whole because I remember that. Norman Osborn set it up now Ares the comic book character is like one of my favourites oh, like, he's just so good he's so, so good and Century Century's not bad as like a whole concept of Se- Se- Century he's, Century seems like as Bendis trying to make his own Doctor Manhattan yeah it I like his whole I like his whole like sort of not gimmick his whole concept if he's an absolute schizophrenic mm-hmm. and he's got this much power but I remember the scene of Norman Osborn actually offering Miss Marvel a place on the Avengers and then she's Flat out says no, and then accuses like Ares and Sentry of saying, "Hey, look, this guy's an evil villain," and you know what are you doing? And Ares just doesn't care. Is that there'll always be a fight no matter who's like you know, because yeah. that's what he all, what he's all about is simply just going in and fighting like. He's, he's he's just a true like, Ares is just, he doesn't care about the cause. He just wants to fight. Yeah. Wow, it's almost as if he's a god or something. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Almost. almost. <laughs> There is something like <laughs> the damn good God Award, to be honest. We're going, I just realised we're going on quite a tangent. But um, there is something I wanted to bring up about Civil War. And this is just a point I had. And I don't know if you agree or not. But, like, both Cap and Iron Man have... They have noble causes, but both of them go about it the complete wrong way. Mm. Especially Iron Man, because he's there, like, trying to do the thing that's best for everybody in the long run but at the same time he only gets involved when um the what's her name the the mother who lost her son comes up to him and it's almost as if he's only doing it to be liked again because it's part of his character to be so narcissistic that he's not doing it for the greater good he's doing it for his public image yeah 
That it's actually sense. quite. I just realized now. I think it's something sharp or something like that. I think that's what her name is. I'm not too sure. Well, but you, you talk amongst yourself. I'll find her name. But it's actually that sort of scene sort of mirrors the film in a way because mm. it's an actual mother who says this guy. This guy was through your yeah yeah thing. they do yeah I, I think they do even though it is completely it, like they do change it a lot but it is quite similar in the sense that. You know, it is to do with the fact that superheroes go unchecked. Uh, now, like, obviously, like, the superhero universe in the MCU is nowhere near as big as it is in... But I remember that was a very big argument of uh, the whole Cap being wrong, or Cap's not, not, like, wrong, but, like, he's not really on the right side, because the American people wanted that, and he's supposed to be acting on the behalf of the American mm. people. But like, that's the thing, I suppose, like, in the film, they didn't want to do the whole, there's a split division between the two. They mm. did actually kind of think, right, well, we, we do want to come kind of, Yeah, well, they, at the same time, it's kind of like, well, we don't want someone to say, oh, well, this person is wrong and this person's right. They're kind of like, oh, there is a civil war. Like, when you actually think about it, the film itself skips a lot of what happens at the end. I mean, you've got, you do have the civil war, but then you've got the overarching theme of what's going on with Captain himself. And, like, I, you f- like I'm actually thinking about it now, it does actually leave a lot of loose ends in the whole Registration Act. Like, because as, as, as far as you know, like, some of the heroes do actually obviously sign up and then some of them don't. But, like, what happens now kind of thing? Like, it, they did kind of skip a lot of the importance of the Civil War from the comics. Yeah. Which was, what is everyone going to do with the Superhuman Registration Act? And... Like, at the end of it, I don't know, it gets very... It almost kind of dilutes it as time goes on in the film. See, I, 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 there's a the problem with that in the movie and in the comics, in that, like, the Scovia Accords in the movie... Oh, spoilers, by the way. <laughs> I um, think we've been spoiling the entire storyline since we started. So. Well, no, we've been spoiling... We, the movie's only come out. This comic is ten years old. Yeah, the movie earned a billion, so most yeah. people have seen it. Well, the, the Scovia Accords, like... I went into that movie being like, right, it's Cap's movie. Cap's obviously the good guy. Fucking team capped away. Yeah. And then coming out of the film, I just thought to myself, Cap's a dick. He's completely wrong. He's just doing it to help his fucking mate. I mean, the, the final fight scene didn't help him in any no. regard. At all. And then the fact that he knew about... Yeah. yeah like, that was... You see, I didn't, I didn't see that coming at all. Like... That twist. Though it was pretty good, but at the same time, like I don't know, I think I think the final fight didn't need to be there. I think they just put it in as like, well, we still need a final fight. So here it is kind of thing. Like No, it did. The, the point it did showcase the cover in the It did did need to be there. It didn't yeah. need to be there. Because before they had just a massive battle where they weren't even interacting with each other. Like, how else would you have ended it if like Tony Stark finds out about that and then he just Oh, Cap, did you know? It's like, yeah, I knew. And instead of the fight, Tony Stark just storms off like a fucking, like, spoiled child. It's like, hmm. I, I do like, though, that he completely resents his father because he doesn't even mention his father. And right, he just goes, with his Yeah, he, to his mother or whatever. And it was just, I don't know, it was just good to see a little, like, those bits in it that you can still see that he's resent, the thing resentment is, over the father. The thing is, though, like, like the movie, back to the comic, though, 
like the Scovia Accords and well, then again it's the latest movie coming out we don't know what the long game is mm. Mm. but with the comics after Civil War itself happened and maybe like a couple of week, a couple of months down the line 50 States Initiative and stuff like that yeah it, like the 50 States Initiative was all a thing but the people who didn't register there was no real thing about it yeah it was it, a lot of the kind of repercussions of not being registered actually occurred during Civil War mm. like I remember like um, the Young Avengers I, they were so good I love the Young Avengers and the art fantastic and uh, but I remember there was a big massive thing about the Young Avengers like half of them being arrested and all this kind of stuff and there was a breakout but and it did delve a lot into kind of like oh well, this is what happens if you don't register but again that was during Civil War like yeah. a, a, afterwards it was kind of like eh you guys aren't I mean, registered we're going to let you do whatever death you want. of Captain America was sort of overshadowed most of the well, repercussions well mostly with the new Young Avengers and who's going to take not even that it's the fact that like they're like oh he's dead Again, into like this, the revolving door things. Like, oh, he's dead. No, he's not. It was a time bullet. Spoilers. That is the worst cop out. You can't say spoilers after you say the spoiler. Okay, I don't (laughs) care. It was the worst cop out. The worst cop out. Like, I know, and then DC did it the year later. Oh, did they? (laughs) Jesus. But like, a lot of the kind of there was a lot of like hidden stuff in it. That's the final crisis thing. With the, uh, it is the final crisis thing. The return of Bruce Wayne convoluted plot see the thing is a lot of the stuff we're talking about now I uh, I put the call out on Twitter earlier on to get questions for this recording so mm. some, of the, some of these things will come back to the questions any nice. questions do we have um, one two six okay that's not too bad so it's just going to be one or zero no there is a there is a question I want to bring up like before actually this is one of the questions I'll do it now because we're talking about Civil War. Okay. Um, someone, I didn't take down names because I'm an idiot. Um, you just kicked ass. Some, <laughs> someone, someone tweeted, tweeted me back saying, asking, having, having reread Civil War, has your support shifted from one side to the other? I was, see, at fir- I was more lean to Cap at the very start when I first read it because I thought, but then I leaned again to Iron Man, but then after the whole Ragnarok thing, I was like, okay, this is, this dude's crazy. I'm on Cap's side. Rereading it again, you could see the points that each side make and they're very valid points, but it's sort of, I think Mark Miller just made that storyline just to question exactly what you thought was, what you believed in, I guess. But I'm sort of on the fence, I guess, because it's sort of the, the way in which they do it, in which they, you know, they're really bullheaded in their determination that they are right, that they are in the right. It's sort of, it's really hard to pick a side like really, really hard to pick a side, and I couldn't really. I'm still on the fence, I guess. But I know it's sort of a cop out answer. But it's like, a, it's a very cop out. It really answer. is, but it's so hard to pick a side. Because you 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 grow up with these characters, and you're like, oh, these guys are like heroes and stuff like that, and to see them. Well, you see, for me, it was like, I was always on Cap's side, but. Like, but like, it's not as if I didn't. It's not as if I was like, oh, I just think Iron Man's a dick. Like, I, yeah, I did look. Is. Yeah, but no, but like, I was kind of like, I can see where Iron Man's anyway, coming from. So. But then, like, when you actually really think about it, do you know who had the best idea? Thing, I'm on Thing's side. Just, just move off. <laughs> move to France. Start your own team Quite of superheroes. A bunch of weird French heroes. Team up with Rorschach and Owlman, <laughs> and just leave it with that. Non-interference. But he did come back at the very end. Yeah. But he was simply just fighting. 
whoever. It wasn't well, like, even a true like. He he made the good point. Like he was like because he he couldn't make a decision. He 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 did specifically say like, okay, you you know sometimes you you do have to do yeah. things that the law says, and you just don't have a choice in it. But he didn't want to fight but his he, friends as well. Yeah, but he didn't want to fight for something he didn't believe in. So he literally said, "Screw both years." I'm going because the whole thing the whole thing occurred was um, it was actually to do with when they were transporting the Yancey um, Street they were out were they yeah it was on Yancey Street it was the Young Justice not Young Justice wrong one Young Avengers yeah yeah Young Avengers they were transporting the Young Avengers and then a big fight broke out which is all to do with the puppeteer which I think was a great backstory for it and um, but uh, yeah there was this whole thing where there was a bomb that went off and one of the kids there was a kid from Yancey Street that got killed and he like completely went nuts over it and he basically told both teams to go fuck themselves I remember and he didn't f- have to say anything he just watched the fight and he was like this is just like I can't even interfere with any of this, this yeah, it, it, it's kind of funny because there's a different because that was all in the Fantastic Four comic whereas in the main comics there's a um, there is a, a panel of when during that fight and it's got the thing holding up a tank and he was ne- he wasn't in anything prior to that mm-hmm. and it actually says oh read the Fantastic Four to find out what happens but the reason he's picking up a tank is so he can smash a bomb down like he's like he's covering the, the like a bomb on the ground with the tank so it doesn't kill anybody and in the end the kid still dies and it's kind of like people that didn't read the Fantastic Four comics they, they, like, they'll get the wrong idea and they'll think oh well he's on like he was clearly fighting for somebody as compared to he just wanted to stop people from dying which is probably what the media would say in that universe yeah probably oh, yeah. so yeah like I'm totally on I'm totally on the side of just move to France yeah so I mean I think I think Fantastic <laughs> Four the, the, probably the best repercussions not yeah. best but like sort of proper repercussions of the Civil War because their entire team just broke down just completely well, well one of them was in a coma yeah, but he did. He did like wake up. He was with which. Susan. You, which side was he on then? Was he was. He was with Susan. He was on anti. Ah, okay. Because I know obviously Reed was with. Yeah, uh, he was with Iron Man. Yeah. But the uh, marriage is breaking down. The, yeah, that was the, that was the big, the main repercussion from Civil War is that like the Fantastic Four broke up. Like Reed and Re- Reed and Sue like fucked off to rekindle their marriage. Oh yeah. Well, Black Panther and Storm. Black Panther and Storm. They're still together, right? Right? No? No. 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 Even. That lasted so long. And they made such a big deal about that as well. About the wedding. Yeah. Well, Avengers versus X-Men be the next topic then for another time, because that's usually how they broke up. That is, in fact, the reason, apparently. So what about yourself? Me? Oh, Team Cap. Still. Not, Still. <laughs> not even... There's not even an explanation. Just Team Cap. No, well, see, when I was reading it, I started realising that by right like my own stance on certain policies I should be team Iron Man because his is the you know the liberal stance the the best for everybody but then you know that's at the expense of other people's civil rights and I just couldn't it's, I it's, Caps it's, is a liberal one no no Cap Cap isn't liberal Cap, Cap is a much more conservative one. Oh yeah I guess yeah I guess he doesn't want the government in, in like yeah. interfering in his life and the other and the lives of others yeah fighting for the little guy it's because he was the little guy right, there's so, a hydrogen <laughs> we'll get to that the little spoilers we'll and if you haven't been on any sort of social media in the last 48 yeah. hours <laughs> last week came out a week ago Oh no, it was just on, on, like I was on, I was on Facebook this morning and it was just every second post was to do with this whole Hail Hydro BS. So. Every, everyone's fond of spoilers nowadays. 
So, okay. Um, before we move on to the rest of the stuff, will we get through the the other questions? Yeah, go for oh, it. Oh, well, actually, before we go on, um, now in hindsight, reading it again, what would you give Civil War out of ten? Oh, we're giving a score for it. Yeah. I would say the storyline is good. Just Civil War zone, not the tie-ins. Not the tie-ins. Yeah. I still think it's good. I don't think it's a masterpiece. I think there is like problems with it in terms of. I honestly think it's Millar's worst work. Wow. Oh well, well, <laughs> his worst, his worst, you know, work for higher work. I mean, I think it topped the document thing that he did. That's probably his best. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I give it, I give it eight, I guess, because I think it's good. I think Steve McNiven is. Oh yeah, great. You, you can't. You, That's for he, he worked his ass off in that. You could tell from the panels that he did. Oh, as, as soon as the delays like were announced, you're like, oh, Stephen Evans actually like not fun about. And that Thor panel that he did at the end with him just holding the hammer up mm. and lighting that was just amazing. I was like, that is so good. I I give it an eight, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Like, for me, it's kind of without the tie-ins, it's a bit. There's a lot missing out of it. Like, I, I do think the tie-ins fleshes it out an awful lot. Yeah. Like, the artwork was good. Like, um, and the, the way the story was kind of presented was okay. The end was obviously atrocious. Mm. But I think the tie-ins is what kind of made it a better. Like, I think that was the whole point of Civil War. It was supposed to be, this affects everybody. You need to read every single comic we're going to yeah, read. Yeah, give you a clear view of what was. Yeah, so, and it kind of, it, it lets you kind of go into the minds of everybody, whereas mm. the main series kind of didn't do that. It, yeah. di- it, it just kind of showed you the images. And I suppose the other thing is that a lot of it you just seemed to be fighting. Like, it was already pointed out that a lot of it, like, there was very little of it that was the actual points of view. A lot of it was just kind of like, look, we're on opposite sides, we're just going to fight for the next two issues yeah. so like I'd have to give it like a five without the tie-ins I'd give it a five like if adding in the tie-ins I'd probably knock it up to maybe a seven mm. but I it wouldn't be much higher I'd give it an eight now it's going to be like three out of ten or so no no like I'm not Millar's biggest fan mm-hmm. and I'll admit that straight out like to be fair all his work has always left me you know slightly wanting yeah. but um, I enjoyed Civil War at the time I didn't enjoy it as much now, but McNiven saves all of that. I'd say as a standalone book, uh, maybe seven, like a solid. Like it's a solid book. It's nothing you'd write, you know, write home about. Mm. It's it's never gonna be a book where like someone comes up to you and is like, "I want to get into comics. What's the book?" You you'd never give them Civil War. First. I honestly think it would be, it would would benefit the series if it was at least like twelve issues or something that to to give more of a backdrop as to what was going on and then to like flesh out that ending but that would probably kill Steve McNiven like it honestly would with all the delays Steve McNiven do 12 issues in a row never <laughs> so yeah that's uh that's us talking about Civil War we didn't discuss Civil War 2 at all alright oh, <laughs> I guess we should just mention it then or at least give Civil it. War 2 issue 0 is currently out by Marvel Comics if by Brian Michael Bendis if you've seen Minority Report I'm pretty sure you understand the whole like plot of what Civil War 2 is going to be I but mean I don't want to judge it because it's just out but I mean the concept is sort of alright I guess it's not bad it's not like it's not the worst concept I've ever heard for a comic book story but 
I want to see what the execution is. Now, all I know, I don't know what Cap's going to do. Is he going to be neutral or is he going to be... Yeah, because you said it's, 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 Captain, it's Captain Marvel versus Iron Man. Iron Man, Iron Man is doing, to me, a one... Like, if, the, if you like, compare the Iron Man of, like, Civil War to the Iron Man of Civil War 2, it's, like, a complete 180 in oh, terms yeah. of, like, viewpoints and whatever. But at the same time, Captain Marvel isn't Captain Marvel. That's Miss Marvel now, isn't it? She's Captain Marvel now. Yeah, she's now Captain she Marvel. And, like, Ms. that's a really weird... Kind of standpoint because why can 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 women not be captains? No, no, it's not even that. It's it's more of like I wouldn't have seen Miss Marvel or now Captain Marvel as a huge Avenger player. If that makes sense, really? like I yeah, think... like I like I, in terms of something like Civil War, like because it was Cap and Iron Man because they were the the, the biggest, most well known characters out yeah. of it. Like I suppose it kind of it reflects itself in the movies. I mean, mm. all of the movies so far have done the biggest most well-known characters from the marvel universe yeah. i mean spider-man being the first like one of the, the biggest marvel films yeah. that they did and that kind of kicked off the whole mcu yeah. anyway even though they've rebooted it twice and they're basically yeah. got like no we still fucking i don't want to also not part of the mcu yeah yeah still not part I of the mcu i don't mind the whole captain marvel being the figurehead like if i was to choose if it wasn't captain america who was against iron man who to pick it'd probably either be black panther or Captain Marvel as who'd be picked because I think they're both strong sort of like Captain Marvel is by all means pretty much like a government sort of pro-government because she was in like you know the army and stuff and she was sort of she has that sort of background and she's a proper like leader for mm. the Avengers so you could sort of see and I think they have clashed a few times they have so I see I think coming back to your point I honestly think nowadays Captain Marvel is like a quintessential Avenger like she's, like if she's not there, there's not really an Avengers team for me. We well, see, like it, for me, the last time, the the only real time I can think of, like oh my god, this is a big major thing, was when I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, it was when Miss Marvel fought the Collective. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of like that whole fight was kind of like oh this is a big Miss Marvel moment, and I, like before and after that, like because I've I didn't actually collect the Avengers, whereas Sean you did. Yeah. Um. So I read a lot of your ones, and there didn't seem to be a lot of Miss Marvel stuff. She was, was just in it, but yeah. she was in. She was more of a background. She was. Yeah, she kind of she made her point. Like she would say like three lines mm-hmm. every maybe three like pages. Whereas obviously there was more characters that would have obviously had yeah. a lot more of an input. So it's just it's it's a bit strange for me in that sense. So you give it all like background to what's happening in Civil War Two, like a whole like just. I don't know. I think we should leave that till we're actually talking about Civil War properly. Like, maybe a week... When, uh, we should talk about it next week when issue one actually comes out. Alright. Do you have a viewpoint on hmm? Do you have a viewpoint for Civil War 2 in terms of... Um, just as a first sort of impression? I'm hesitantly optimistic. <laughs> okay. Is that because Brian Michael Bendis? Yeah, see, he's, he's kind of like... I'm not a big Bendis guy either. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His dare, his Daredevil, and his Ultimate Spider-Man. Probably. They're they're fantastic. They're great. But his, okay, right. So the first comic, his the first main comic I've ever like first publisher comic that isn't his own creator own stuff. Yeah. That I ever read, was. Avengers Assembled. And. He had to. He had to go off and fucking kill off Clint, and I was like. Nope, spite against you. Spite against you forever. Yeah. I mean, it was a big sort of shock thing. Mm. But I guess to him, that was the only way to sort of rebrand. Yeah. 
and because they've been going on for so long, it's like this is a new team, and the team worked. Luke Cage and oh, to yeah. me, the, to me, they worked. They Luke, were Luke, good. A- Luke Cage has become like the one guy who is synonymous with Bendis' run on the Avengers. Yeah, I'm glad that he gave Luke Cage like the spot, like his yeah. now he's a quintessential sort of Avenger to most people. Mm. Alright, so we'll talk about Civil War 2 next week mm-hmm. when issue 1 drops properly. So, questions. We'll go on to the, the community questions. Thank you, Twitter. Um, we have a community and this is only the first episode. I've got a lot of followers. Okay. Um, if you want to tweet in questions for next week, you can find me at, uh, on Twitter at spectacular underscore wit. I was young when I started it. I was young when I started it. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. I can't even laugh because I don't even have a Twitter. So, right. So, um, we'll start with we'll start with an easy one for everybody. Uh, Dermot, what is the first comic you ever read? Wow, jeez, that's going back a long time. Not an easy question. You see, the first comic ever. Like I'm assuming we're talking like headline Marvel or DC kind of thing. Whatever the main comic was, the Beano does not count. Uh, I didn't think so. Uh, <laughs> Dandy, go to Dandy. I, it, it is, it's definitely a Spider-Man comic, because I remember it was, uh, my eldest brother was the one that bought them um, originally, and it was, it was, it must have been when they first came out as the Marvel Collector's Editions. Yeah. Uh, the f- I can't even remember which one it was, but I know the oldest one that I have, that I remember, and it was actually the episode. It was the the series where Craven, I think, comes back. I can't even remember. It was Craven comes back and he's fighting Spider Man at some point. I think it's when he kills him actually, and he buries Spider Man. I think that's when it was. Really? I thought it was. That's that's older. pretty recent. Is it? That is. That's no, is no in the what the comic you're talking about. I thought it was earlier than that. The when you start collecting. I, all I remember is one of the panels I mean, it's, it's got Craven. it's got Spider-Man's in Craven's house and then he turns around and Craven's there with a shotgun and then the next panel is just bam that's like an 80s 90s it's, it's 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 would be old for me I mean like I because obviously oh you mean like official like no no as in what was the first comic you ever read it's not that when did it come out oh no but like that's the first that probably would have been one of the earliest comics I've read that I like that I would have kind of understood the concepts yeah. as compared to me just kind of going look at the pretty pictures that's Spider-Man he wears red and purple no he doesn't he wears red and blue I didn't know my colours back then you don't want um, them right now <laughs> so you're colourblind as a child <laughs> <laughs> oh I grew out of it right, that's possible uh, I think it was, it was Essential X-Men issue 98 and the front cover had Rogue versus Sunfire on it Look at you with all your details. Number nine. I remember because it was a good comic. It was Rogue hunting down Mystique, I think, and then Sunfire was like, this is when Sunfire was like not really part of the X Men. Mm-hmm. She was more like distant from them. I think he was working for the government. In that, I think he wasn't a fan of the X Men or yeah. something like that. So they fought, and it was leading up to the the twelve storyline with Apocalypse. Yeah, that storyline. <sighs> And yeah, and I remember that comic. That was the first one I ever got, and the first one I remember I read. I remember I read a few because you had Spider Man. You collected Spider Man before I did, 
So you had back like, when it was you had like issue 100 of like the I can, what was it originally called it wasn't it was always called Spanner. was it always called Astonishing it's yeah. Astonishing oh that's the but it was, that's the Panini reprint yeah yeah, yeah it was the, the one those ones we're thinking of because like, we didn't buy the American yeah you remember the old TV show you remember the way it was like that spiky kind of Spider-Man yeah. font it was that that's yeah. how old that show was yeah. oh, they were really good because it was literally like three comics in one yeah it's like, actually cheaper than if you got the yeah, it's like if you look at if you buy like a Marvel's Collector Edition now and you go and look at like the old comics, quote unquote, it's like it, that's the kind of shit it looked like. Yeah, it look, was it looked it might even be older than that. Like the stuff that was in the original comics that I had gotten were stuff like his first appearance of like Sandman and the Shocker and all that kind of like really really old stuff. So who were you? Uh, first comic I ever read, I was five. I was going up to, um, I was up in Dublin for hospital appointment and my dad brought me into Britain Planet and it was the week that Thunderbolts 1 came out. You must have had no idea who anyone was. Not a clue, but it's the one comic that I've, I have the whole run of. Really? Yeah. Do you still have those? Yep. Jeez. I'll you like a vault or a case I or will something. never power those comics. Pretty good. That's yeah. a good question. Uh, yeah, so that's the comic. Uh, here's one. Sean, you'd probably be better at this one than Dermot would. Uh, someone, again, didn't write down the name because I'm an idiot. <laughs> someone tweeted saying that they want to get into comics. What story would you suggest? Oh, that's asking, like, that's a lot of, a lot. Oh, my God. That's a really tough one. It depends on what they like. If they if they want something science fiction or they some like something that doesn't take like you don't need to know everything else about it. Like there's no real huge like universe. I guess go for something in image comics. Mm. There obviously has to be there's something there for yeah. most people, and there's not like you don't have to get like all these like series and stuff like that. To, but also go for the more obscure stuff as well, and like both Marvel and DC stuff like stuff that you don't really need to. Those are easy to pick up, I yeah. guess. I don't know any reader-friendly ones that you could pick up. I really could. I See, that's the issue. It's kind of like a lot of the bigger companies have an entire universe backing them yeah. up. So if a new character shows up out of nowhere, it's kind of like, well, who's this guy? It, it does very little introduction of the, the person. It kind of assumes that you know If you're into people. stuff like, I guess, horror and stuff like that, I guess American Vampire is a really good series. It is. I, I would, I'd go without myself. American I would Vampire. say if you're into science fiction, Saga is also good. I like I've seen I stuff from Saga. Saga is really good and it's gorgeous. I'd also say, I'd also suggest White Last Man. Oh, that is also good. That is, that is an old one as well. That is good. If you're into, like, sort of war stuff and, like, I guess DMZ. DMZ is a really good one. Mm-hmm. Brian Wood and I forget what the artist's name is, but that's a really good sort of, really political sort of storyline, but I, I, I like the artwork and the whole themes of it. If you're going for superhero stuff, I heard Invincible. Invincible is great. Invincible is good. That would have been my suggestion, isn't it? That's a really sort of... You don't need to know a, like a lot about superheroes to get no. involved in it. And it's very sort of it's reader-friendly. It's one of the few superhero books that's out right now that doesn't shy away from the fact it's a superhero book. Like it lo- It's one of those books that you can tell it loves being a superhero book. If you love proper dark superhero stuff, Moon Knight. Vision is good if you're looking for an obscure sort of... Storyline, Killing Joke. Killing Joke is also good. If we're, go- if we're going with like what, like ongoing series or just. Sort just, of just standard 
Um, would that would be a good place for them to get started reading comics? Uh, Scott Schneider's Batman run is amazing. It's a really good sort of overall view of what Batman is yeah. and what he represents. That'd be what I'd go with. I don't know if you want it, you know anything else. Well, like it, it depends, kind of, because depends on their tastes in a way. Yeah, like, I, like uh, Dead Boilers. Dermot's gonna say Spider Man. I'm actually not. I was actually gonna say I got a comic recently, Dead to Class. That you got me, yes, Sean, yeah. and it's actually really, really good. I mean, like, it, it see, it depends on the themes you're kind of looking for. Mm. Like, I thought it was good, mm. but someone else might not like it as much. Like, the artwork doesn't really appeal to me yeah. as much as some other ones, mm. but the storyline's really, really good, and it has a cast of characters that it introduce introduces like in a slow pace. Yeah. It's not throwing everyone at you. Uh, in terms of mainstream comics, um. The I can't even think of the name of it. It is it's one of the Batman comics. It's the one that I had gotten with the Joker. The Joker returns in it, and he, he he's missing his face. I can't even think. Of what oh, oh the, that's the Scott Snyder run. That's the yeah. Scott Snyder book. Oh yeah, d- yeah, yeah. That one's a fantastic, fantastic one as well. Um, just because like a lot of people, I, I would say that's probably a good example of what everyone would like because a lot of people that kind of like superhero films and that kind of thing or it's like oh Joker's amazing the Joker's the best character ever kind of thing so like going into something that's heavily introducing the Joker and heavily focused around the Joker that's always a good one but at the same time it might turn people away because people might actually realise how insane he might be yeah. but um, yeah no um, actually I did pick up I had a brief look through the Walking Dead comics yes. and they are actually very very good and if you like the the TV show yeah it's actually it does do it quite well like panel for panel especially at the very start mm. um, and like obviously it's quite similar in the way it's um, performed I suppose I know so like I know it's a really obscure series and it's really sort of convoluted but Secret Warriors is like one of my all time favourite like comics Christ it's really it is really good uh, that's not reader friendly though like, no not at not all not really at all but that's uh, probably one of my favourites if, 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 if you're looking for a comic and you go into a comic shop and you pick up a book and the writer says Jonathan Hickman, put it back. You gotta work up to that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you have to, yeah. He's really sort of. There's a level. <laughs> his new Avengers run though is amazing. And his whole Secret Wars is great as yeah. well. But he's very, he, he takes it back to like early like Marvel stuff or, some, or early like past series. So you have to sort of have an understanding. A lot of, I, I find like. It, it kind of as to kind of help what not to go for a lot of the stuff that involves a lot of characters so like Infinity I found that very confusing mm, and yeah. like I would know a lot about Marvel it just it, it kind of see Infinity is one of those ones where it's really hard because there was two years worth of Avengers books like mm. Avengers and New Avengers that were building up to that one point yeah yeah. and they, they kind of they, they try to funnel all of that through one comic then and then that gets very difficult to yeah. read um, I've heard the new Amazing Spider-Man is also great it's quite good so if uh, any one of those also not Spider-Verse because that'll get confusing very quickly um, <laughs> you have to read the run before that to actually get into it because yeah. it sort of sets it off actually the, I know I know you're not a big fan but the Harley Quinn comics I did I did take a look through them and I, again it's that kind of like it's a favouritist character mm. um, but I find they're pretty good like they're quite easy going in terms of because they obviously writers assume that females need easier things to read or something, but um. But I'd say but for a female series, a really good one, Silk would probably be a good one. Silk is really good, as is Gwenpool. Gwenpool is fantastic. Uh, I also Spider Woman as well. Um, 
Yes, uh, yes. The Black Canary book that DC put out last year is really, really good. That looks really good. Um, and what, oh, I forget what his name is. The guy who did a Wonder Woman run. And then it was the it was Finch afterwards. The guy that before oh, that. Oh, and uh, that looks great. God damn it! Probably. Um, it's not. It's not. Uh, Brian Azzarello. Yeah, that his run of Wonder Woman is probably a really really good run. That, what about the newer uh, Hawkeye? The newest Hawkeye. Oh, uh, well, that might be a bit too much. Not or not Matt not Fraction. The Matt Fraction run, not the Jeff Lemire run. It's very uh, continuity. It's very steeped in continuity. The mm. Matt Fraction one's really good. Uh, that was probably one of the ones I would suggest. It's a is, good, it's a good sort of series. You know, um, like about him. if you yeah, if you want a Marvel book, I'd say the Hawkeye run with Matt Fraction, or um, oh jeez, uh, Avengers Disassembled, or New Avengers Volume One. Uh, even though I hate Bendis, uh, then oh and fucking any of the Ultimate books. Like the first couple of Ultimate books. Ultimate like, X-Men's great. It's a really good start. But again, that, that does throw a lot of characters pretty in. Pretty sure the stuff that we said, I'm pretty sure is enough for them. Yeah, right yeah there's like 60 different books yeah. there. Take your pick out of one of them. Just, then, go, and, just go and take a look. Laugh if you didn't even pick one of them. Yeah. yeah. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest two other things. Uh, any image book. <laughs> yeah. Any you'll, find, you'll find something you'll like in image. And um, any franchise stuff from IDW like the Transformers books the G.I. Joe books or the Ninja Turtles books they're all great did they not do a Star Trek one as well they, they did do a Star Trek one I'm sorry you're right yeah I remember there was, the... I remember I was in uh, Forbidden Planet and they had it was some zombie apocalypse thing but it was like it had Transformers and Star Trek and G.I. Joe and like they were all in the one comic like, that's going to get very if you like very uh, Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles they have a miniseries as well it's also really really good So Batman also did Alien as well fun mm-hmm. fact did Alien? Uh, he, well, he didn't do Alien. He kicked the shit out of Alien, apparently. Okay, uh, I'll I'll save some of these for next week, but we'll finish on one more question. What's the best Batman villain? Oh, here. I mean... That is very... That's... I mean, obviously, you'd have to say Joker because he's the arch-nemesis, but I always have... I always thought Bane was a great villain. It still is. See, it, it does... It, like... I have a soft spot for Hush and Two-Face. Hush is good. Can we say I, d- I don't know if like if it's spoilers or not, but uh, from his like Scott Schneider's run, the oh the comedian, not the comedian. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> Spoiler if you haven't read it, but uh, Lincoln March. Oh yeah, I think he's. I think he's. He's not bad. He could get up there, so, like as long as he keeps coming back. As long yeah. as someone takes him back. Like Hush, because they completely forgot about him afterwards and then brought him back and made him look stupid. Oh, yeah, Hard of Hush, where he stole Catwoman's heart. Oh, yeah. That was that was definitely a storyline, yeah. Yeah, that was a storyline. Memorable for the wrong reasons, but... Yeah, I, I, I paid money for that as it came out. I think <laughs> Batman has probably the best villains gallery out of... I'd argue, I'd argue Flash. Flash? I I think Batman's one's more iconic, more memorable. Oh no, they're more iconic, but I think that Flash's villains are better. Better is in the Rogues. Well, I like the Rogues with the whole honor thing or whatever. But uh, I think we're going off track here. But I'd probably say Bane, I guess, simply because like everyone thinks he's just this big strong dude, but he's actually incredibly smart. He's very like sort of. He like broke obviously Batman's back. He was the first one to do that. He was the first one to probably beat him, I guess, and figure out who he was. 
So I'd probably say Bane, but like obviously Joker, Scarecrow, and stuff. Mister Freeze, Mister Freeze is a great film. He probably only anime series. Anime series, yeah. Well, you see, I find Mister Freeze is a bit confusing in the sense that, like, I don't know what he's like in the comics. I haven't read a lot of DC comics with Mister Freeze, but he's very kind of like, oh, I'm doing this to save my wife, so I'm going to freeze the entire city. He just wants people to leave him alone. That's why he he has his own like ice fortress, right? Yeah, no, but it's just kind of like just Freeze is villain Hulk. Also, he's, also he's a leave Victor alone. <laughs> Victor smash. Like he's also like a psychopath, so it sort of doesn't help. Nah, I suppose. I, I mean, if you read the discussion on the thing, he completely like deconstructs Mr. Freeze as a character. Oh, yeah. One like the annuals, I think he did. It's a really good annual. It's the fortune, I think, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a really good one. Um, oh, and then, oh, yeah, I remember it now where you find out that. Oh, Jesus. I don't want to spoil it. No, we can't. It's better if people. Uh, yeah, so I'd probably say uh, Bane, I guess. Very close Joker second and probably... Oh, I forgot about Rachel Gill. I just... Re- oh, I, just re- I just... I was just reminded there. He's really good. There's oh. too many. There's too many. There is too many. Let's just say Killer Moth. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Kite Man. No, what was... What was the... Calendar Man. No, um, what about the, the guy... Oh, Riddler. <laughs> There's so many. There's too, too many. There's too honestly many. too many. And too well, many. See, for me, the Riddler is just, he's the best. Like, the, apart from the, like, the thing that annoys me is the fact that he always gets beaten, even though he's supposed to be really smart. Yeah. Um, but, like, I do like his persona. He's, like, he deliberately goes after the Batman because he wants to be Batman. Yeah, but he has to deliberately leave a clue or a riddle or else. Yeah, he, he has to make it solvable. And the problem is that the Batman Did he come solvable. to the conclusion that if he, or it was a Batman, that, that so, someone said to him, if you hadn't left a clue... Or riddle, you would have got away with this, and no one would have been after you. Yeah. No one would have noticed, but you just had to leave a riddle because you're compelled to do it. Yeah. It's sort of is that, that, that was that wasn't something recently enough, wasn't it? I don't. Was that part of uh, Year Zero? Could have been. I think I heard it before that. Though. I'm not too sure. It's possible. But yeah, the, he's he's a really good villain. He's really sort of compelling as like mm. a character and stuff. He sort of technically, in a way, want him to win because he's not as psych- psychopathic as the rest of them. Like he's not like Killer Croc, like he wants to eat people. I've got your shot, Batman. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got everyone's sense. See, I don't know if anti-heroes count because, like, Red Hood was fantastic. I uh, always liked Red uh, Hood. I would never count an anti-hero as a but, like, it, but like, villain. Is he an is Red Hood an anti-hero? Or is he a villain? He's an anti-hero. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, then, definitely the Riddler. Then, <laughs> like, if he's invited to like the back cave, I assume he's sort of on good terms. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. And yourself? Oh, it's it's uh, like I said, Hush and Two Fist are my two guys. I'm also basically just disfigured faces. Yeah. Pretty That's much. Yeah. <laughs> That's your jam. I'm quite. I'm quite. I'm quite partial to um, you know, Riddler, faces. Riddler, obviously. Scarecrow's fucking great whenever he's written by a, a good writer. Um, he's not joining like fear monster or something. <laughs> and he doesn't look like his head's a balloon. Who yeah. was it that is John Morrison's run that claimed there were Thomas Wayne? Oh, that is. Oh, he's in like a blue like coat or whatever and stuff. I remember him. He was he was a big sort of thing in Grant Morrison's run, and I don't think I like how Grant Morrison just like plants the seeds of death for most people whether he is or yeah. isn't it's Dr. Hurt is it something? No. something like that is it? it's Dr. Something I think I'm not too sure he was never mentioned again at all like, no know, well yeah actually you're right he was never ever mentioned after that 
And I think that's sort of what ruined his sort of character in a way that he was just gone. Yeah. But that's like the, what's his name? The Dark Knight? Is that what his name was? But it was, K, it was like K-N-I-G-H-T. It was the dude, he had like a, he had like a, like a knight's visor and he wore like a bluish purple and he had a baton. It was supposed to be like the opposite of Batman, whereas like his parents were killed Thinking by... Prometheus. Is his name Prometheus? Yeah, Prometheus. His parents were his killed. His parents yeah. were killed by corrupt cops. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Prometheus. He's not bad. I actually like him. I think he's his boss. He's actually, he's just never in anything. They yeah. just don't give him anything to work with. He shows up every so often. You're like, oh, there he is. In the background. Same as with no legs. Maxi Zeus was the other one. Oh, Jesus. That weirdo who thinks he's like a Greek god or whatever. I say weirdo, but most, pretty much all of his rogues are just weirdo. I suppose the difference between, like, the major Batman villains and the not-so-major ones is whether or not you, like, in the, the Batman games, whether or not you actually, like, see them in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And then other ones that are just like, oh, here's an Easter egg of this person kind of thing. Like, Killer Moth was a, was a good example because, like, there's a magazine about Or it's like a newspaper They have to turn it into an actual moth creature. Oh, fucking Whereas, like, all the rest of the like, Killer Croc and yeah, Clayface yeah. and all those, they actually showed up in the game, so. Oh, well, we're getting off comics, not to games. <laughs> um, yeah, Rebirth. Sean? It's... I guess it was needed because New 52 didn't exactly achieve its aim so as much. I understand why they did it. I mean, the whole sort of thing, like Final Crisis didn't help, but the whole convoluted nature of... Like, Marvel had the same problem as well. It was all convoluted. You needed to keep it, like, you know nice and like sort of clean the whole like you know history of it and stuff but getting rid of like a good like 10 7 years out of like characters like green arrow and black canary not even a couple and stuff like that wally west gone replaced by another wally west and then the original wally west comes back comes back in rebirth which sort of makes things a bit more confusing hopefully he finishes it in a way that it's not as confusing, and confusing but this, as it is the original wally west comes back because like he like it's, it's something to do with like he knows what's going on or he something. Got let's just he spoil got it and just say who, who did this whole thing right at the end of Flashpoint spoilers everybody at the end of Flashpoint Barry creates a a break in the timeline and at that point Dr. Manhattan that blue fucking pantsless emotionless just swoops in and goes up oh, I'm gonna take 10 years off everybody and then that universe starts crumbling away and Wally, for some reason, gets stuck in the Speed Force. And it took him... How long has this new 52 been going on now? Five years? Yeah. Christ. Five years, Wally's been stuck in the Speed Force and now he's gotten out and... This warning barrier of... Yeah, no one could remember who Wally was apart yeah. from... Just as Wally's about to die, Barry remembers after... God, he knows how fucking long. <laughs> and then pulls him through the f- speed force. Yeah. yeah. And there's a tender moment. It's he's warning him that there's someone who's been messing about like, with the multiverse. The thing stuff. is, I feel that it Rebirth suffers from a lot of books that Jeff Johns writes in that it starts off really good and it ends really interestingly, but then that's just like two slices of awesome in a sandwich filled of Eh. Yeah, his, his dark side war was really good, but in the middle you can sort of see it was sort of, uh, it wasn't progressing the story as fast as you th- thought it was. And that, that dark side war set up Rebirth as well, because, spoiler, Elman and mm, Silk Spectre, Metron, go, uh, go on the Mobius chair. Oh yeah. And 
they find out what's happening and then immediately they're both dead. They're both gone by good old Dr. Manhattan. Like who is, who is like, it's pretty OP. Like I honestly, like honest to God, I didn't even know that the Watchmen was part of the DC universe. Oh, it wasn't until this. Well, it was only, yeah, no, see, it was this, DC this published it, but it wasn't, it was but it wasn't part of the DC universe. Yeah. yeah. Like, so this is going to be really, really confusing. Because, like, you've already got... Like, people were complaining about the fact that Superman is a powerhouse and, like, he always seems to, like, beat whatever it is that he's put up against. Yeah. Now now you've got... (laughs) But now you've got Dr. Manhattan, who can literally splice atoms without even blinking. Mm -hmm. Like, how... Like, this is going to be... He might as well just turn around and destroy the entire universe. I honestly would have liked the the storyline better if it was someone other than Dr. Manhattan. It was some other, like, dude... Not to, like, I remember it was, was it the one where whatever happened to the man of tomorrow? Yeah. The other Alan Moore storyline? Where it was Mr., was it Miss, what's his name? Mr. Mr. It's like the um, Mr. Plex. Yeah, and he was the, he was actually a crazy dude and stuff yeah. like that. Something like that. Like, he was an actual established character. He just went, like, crazy and just, like, sort of happened to just, like, almost, like, destroy the multiverse. Something like that. Not to say, like... I mean, it's only the first issue, so I don't know everything about what the storyline is going to be about. Uh, well, to be we know fair. it's we know it's setting up for the whole. It's it's know. literally just going to be the DC universes, DC universe versus the old and new put together. Yeah, right? yeah, no, it's just going to be the entire DC universe versus the Watchmen. Well, well, no, not even versus Doctor Manhattan. I just, Manhattan I just, still over, I just so. say just have Doctor Manhattan. Don't even add the other Watchmen characters in. I well, they had the badge. The, the the badge is in it as well. Yeah, the comedian's badge. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's the comedian's badge. Which, and he is talking to Adrian as well. Which yeah. makes me think that all the other Watchmen characters are now part of the DC universe because, again, spoilers, we find out that there's three Jokers, so. If the comedian's badge is found in the Batcave, could the comedian be one of those jokers? Oh, that's going to be terrible. That I know like fans are going to go crazy if that's an actual thing. Could be. He could be. He could have been the Joker to kill Jason. I like Todd. the theory that someone posted uh, saying that was actually Thomas Wayne from not the Owl Man that from Earth Two, but actually from the Earth that uh, Batman's in. It was the Thomas Wayne of that one who was the Joker the entire time. And I thought that was actually an interesting sort of. Well, there's two jokers sorted, but. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> and there's the th- the third one could be the guy that actually was the Red Hood originally. Yeah. So there's all three. Yeah. So there you go. We've we've cracked the case. At least we know Joe Chill isn't one because he blatantly. I don't think he, I think Joe Chill was. Because I remember who killed his parents and it was like Joe Chill. Oh yeah. Yeah and stuff like that, but I think like I like Jeff Johns. I don't think all this stuff is great. I liked his Avengers one. His Avengers one was good. Jeff Johns is very hit and miss for me. Like his Green Lantern was great. His Flash was great. Uh, I did enjoy his Avengers run. The start of his Justice League wasn't great, but it actually got a lot better. Mm. Once Throne of Atlantis happened, it actually was really good. His Aquaman was really good. Yeah, he did actually a really good Aquaman. I I don't know who came afterwards. It was, it was Jeff Jay Parker. Was to- it wasn't Tom Taylor that came after him though, was it? Colin Bunn was it not? Was he? I can't remember. I yeah. stopped. I stopped reading after Jeff yeah. Parker's run. But uh, yeah, he's good with that, and I think we sort of have to see exactly where the storyline goes and see exactly what's going to happen. I do think they are going to introduce all the Watchmen characters in because um, Jordan Rebert, uh, this robed figure, comes up to the pre fifty two Superman, and as if 
like he knows him and he introduced himself as uh, Mr. Oz. Oh, Ozzy Mandis. Oh. I think it's Oz Medeus. Um, I think that the two characters that haven't been named yet but have appeared in one panel in Rebirth and are on the cover of Detective Comics now. I think that's a repackaged uh, Night Owl's Spectre. Yeah. And I think Rorschach is the question. Mm. Or has he been the question the entire time? Mm. You know, this is this is like... They've a, always been watching. This could go either really well or really badly. This could be like sort of so badly that damage control is needed and just stuff that is just like edited. Well, damage control is going to come in from the Marvel Universe just to wrap Yeah, up. literally. With Nitro blowing up stuff and causing the Civil War in the DC Universe. But I, I mean... I don't know. I think it's. I it think has it's a, potential. Yeah, I think it's a good idea for them to do that because I don't think New Fifty Two achieved its aims at all. No, I think no. I, just, I like. I I still think that having Doctor Manhattan is just gonna. It's gonna be too much. Like I remember there was um, JL. Was it the JLA? It was like it was the Justice League and the Avengers. Were that it was a big massive oh, war. This was, was a long time yeah, ago. Was yeah, it Grandmaster and. Is it, who is who is the main back? Who is the the political? Well, not political, but the, who is the like the 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 guy that kind of constructed the whole idea of like the two of them fighting? Like it was someone because I remember a couple of comics later it was Superman and he was holding Captain America's shield and the all there. Yeah. And like so obviously that was a fight between him and someone else. But who was who was he fighting? Because it never actually I never it actually was read two, that, so. It was Grandmaster and the was in was an anti monitor was it? I don't think so. Wasn't he one of the... Uh, one of the Guardians, was yeah. it not? I think it was one of the Guardians. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. But yeah, like, that's that's still someone that's kind of... Crona. I think it was Crona. It, it most likely would have been Crona. But yeah, at least that's someone that, that kind of... That can be beaten, whereas Dr. Manhattan, like... You've seen what... Like, you've seen what he can do. Yeah. Unless, you know... Like, I also to literally put him on Mars... But, but see, the thing to is... To stop thing, him... The thing is, then, like... If the storyline is continuing the way it is, and Doctor Manhattan did create the New Fifty Two universe, how much of his power did he have to put into that, and will that have weakened him at all? No, <laughs> no. It's we're talking about Doctor Manhattan. He's literally the embodiment of editors right now. He's killing off characters that aren't needed. He can Pandora. see. He can see the future. <laughs> like, like. I mean, I feel bad for her because they gave her nothing to do. Nothing. Just the game for her. She opened a box. Yeah, they gave her a book that lasted. Uh, she was in every first issue when the New Deep Fifty Two started, and then they gave her her own book, which lasted like twelve issues, two and a half years into the New Fifty Two, when she wasn't relevant anymore. And it's just like, right? It seemed forced then from that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I guess. Rebirth as a standalone issue, it's cautiously opt- optimistic about it. I guess but it's it's the right the writing so far is like not bad. Like it's it's a lot of it's good. Like good old like Ted Cord and the original like, Ray Palmer, the Adam, Jimmy Reyes is being trained by Ted Cord. Oh, Jaime, sorry. Yeah. Um. What else? Fucking. Who else came back? The new the original Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate. Yeah. Uh. Isn't the original Naboo, isn't it? Isn't yeah. that the actual? Mm-hmm. Uh, some member from the GSA. Can't remember who Wildcat. it was. I can't remember who it was. They had to show up and they were... Was it Dr. Fate? 
there, it's in like Wally meets him in a, a mental asylum when he's trying to like find a, a person to anchor him. A spectre. I can't remember who it was. I'll need Is to that something to do with lightning or thunder or something? His last name's Thunder, yeah. Thunder? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll open it up here. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> but we're still trying to figure out who this thunder person is. It was so, like, I know he's bald and he's, he's in a, in a insane stand because they think he's crazy. Uh, Aqua, Aqua Lad's gay now. Oh, God. Who did the Marvel Universe make Ice Man. Was the, oh, I remember. Yeah, Ice yeah, because, yeah, yeah, there was a whole thing where time travel, Johnny Thunder. which makes no sense. Johnny Thunder. So, yeah, Johnny Thunder. Johnny Thunder. <laughs> Whoever that is. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, uh, we'll wait and see, I guess. We'll, we'll see how, like, you know, whether this is a good, not like a good storyline or not, but like whether this actually helps reinvigorate the sort of DC universe. The question is, though, like... That's the question, I'd say. For, for some of us, like, to be fair, we all sort of have an idea of the, the landscape of... DC recently mm-hmm. I wonder is Rebirth okay for like non-readers to is it, is, is it a good jump there, there's a lot of throwbacks to there is a, characters there, there is a stuff. lot of stuff there's a lot to take in like if you can see the issue it's literally there's a lot of pages in it so there's a lot of sort of I mean Jeff like like Jeff Jones is like literally just coming through the history of like DC and just like adding it into this so I don't think it's it's not necessarily reader friendly it's stuff that like after you really like oh, I have to look up who these characters are well I suppose like, the answer to the question is the point that uh, that Sean had made which was that like it's not a reboot it's not like it, they're not like rebooting the entire universe like they did with New 52 it's they're continuing on New 52 so like I suppose if you wanted to start anywhere in the DC universe New 52 would probably be like where to go from if that makes sense it is its own kind of starting point like it not and not in terms of like it's it's a fantastic story or mm. you know that kind of thing it just kind of like if that's if you want to get into DC you don't want to go back the last 30 years of comics like yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. New 52 is, is it's the kind of the new point like anytime they try and release like Marvel's done as well where they've gone like oh this is the new issue like oh, they, they do issue different. one again yeah, yeah they do issue one again so like that's always kind of like the starting point for the new reader. Mm. Yeah. Like it doesn't help when you've got the the comics that go, okay, this is issue twenty five, and the next issue is issue one again. That's a complete total waste. Yeah. Like you it's know? a new volume, but it's a, it's a different creative team, but it's like pretty much the exact same characters. Yeah. Mm. The characterization is a bit weird. It's like this. I just can't wait for Super Sons. <laughs> that looks great. You just you just want Damien Wayne and Dave Jonathan Kent. They're gonna be good. Like, I will, I Damien will. Wayne's like one of my favorite Robins. And Jonathan Kent is. He's a tour best Robin. <laughs> Out of what, five? I know Drake is first for you. Tim Drake is always first. And then Dick Grayson. Obviously. Yeah, and then. Then Damien. Yeah, my, my, I just swapped the Tim Drake and the. And Dick? Dick Grayson for me, yeah. Dick Grayson is always for Robin. And you don't have a. Confirmed. Sean Davis Stephanie loves Dick. <laughs> No, like, well, the favourite album for me would be... Um, Jason Todd. The one that was in the cartoon. Yeah, probably Jason Todd. I just, I, I just as a character development, I think he, he, it was pretty cool. I did like the fact he was, like, he was the good guy, and then he kind of, he realised the kind of truth, which is you can't just go easy all the time. Sometimes, yeah. like, drastic 
actions are required. Yeah, now he kind of went off the cliff a bit and was just like, drastic actions are always required. But yeah. like, well, to be fair, I didn't he, like that. To be fair, he didn't like he didn't come to that realization on his own. That was like the Lazarus Pit fucking him up. And oh that, well, yeah, that's and that Under the Red Hood film is amazing. Yeah, it was like so good, and that's probably the quintessential sort of Jason Todd story. Well, yeah, because the the whole point of it, the fact that he like. The Joker killed Jason Todd, and which Joker? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, but the, the whole thing the is Adam West series, the comedian. You already said, um, but yeah, it's, it's more the fact. And like, Batman didn't do anything. Like, yeah, okay, he like he, did, he didn't like get revenge. Yeah, and like that was the huge major problem. And like, that's I think that's the bit that actually snapped Jason Todd. He's mm. like, because you just you just let it fly, yeah. which that's not acceptable. So you just gotta kill people when they do bad stuff. He's kind of like the Punisher mm. in his own way. Sort of. Only a bit he's more there, He's there going over to the whole not killing people. Like he'd maim them by shooting them like in like the foot or whatever or like the knee. Mm. But he wouldn't like ever like, kill them there anymore. So I, he's sort of he's doing getting, 180 but he's, he's, getting, he's getting there. there. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, so then that was all about DC Rebirth. Though, yeah, we, we didn't about. really talk about DC Rebirth that much. And then we went on to Jason Todd for a bit. So, um... Sean, you've read DC Rebirth. Yes. What would you say... What, is it a good jumping on point for someone who wants to get into DC, do you think? Or is it too continuity heavy? There is a like, continuity heavy, but I, I feel like the the series after that, the Rebirth stuff, yeah. would be very reader-friendly, I guess. So you have to go through that to get to like the really sort of I, I'd say I'd say yes I guess but like just be careful of all like the characters they introduce in that and remember Wikipedia is your friend yes definitely okay uh, on to the other quote unquote big story of the week the online controversy that was Captain America Steve Rogers issue one hey how <laughs> damn that's what I was going to say <laughs> so yeah. yeah it turns out that Captain America Steve Rogers, the guy who's been around for 75 years? Yeah. Yeah. He's been a Hydra agent. All the signs were there. The clues were, were in the comics. We just didn't see them. Oh, yeah. The whole... All 75 years, like, fucking... This so, is... I think this is... Not to say, like... I think this brought up way too much. Like, there's too much that controversy. It's only the first issue. Yeah. He only says at the very end. We don't know if Red Skull and Baron Zemo use like the spoiler the from if you haven't read Standoff. Oh yeah, uh, Pleasant Hill. Was it the Living Cosmic Cube Cubic? Cubic is that Cubic? Cubic. That actually she did it. Yeah. She changed him, his history and stuff like that. And we've seen it before. Like remember with the Winter Soldier story, like storyline. He had the Cosmic Cube and mm-hmm. sort of. Well, you see, this, is, like that this is... is interesting because I was looking up um, some information about this and Nick Spencer specifically had said in an interview that there's no mind control, it's not a clone, it's none of this stuff, this is Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers in his right sound mind mm-hmm. and it is Steve Rogers. And I, you see, there's two sides to this. It's either Marvel have completely balls this up and gone, he's actually been like a hydrated the whole time. Stuff, like yeah, like they, were, they did the same thing like with um, Nick Cage, uh, not Nick Cage, with... Um, Nick Fury. Oh, Nick Cage. When everyone, they were, everyone remembers everyone's favourite Marvel character, Nicolas Cage. He's in a um, national treasure. 
honestly no, would the, love if DC Rebirth no, but, um, was him instead of Doctor Manhattan. But no, no, like Nick Fury did this whole thing where what was it? It was his brother or something was part of Hydra for a while. Oh, like yeah. there was that whole thing. Uh, Miguel, Miguel, yeah, like Miguel Fury. Yeah, there was there was that kind of thing, and I, I it's was that his brother or was that just like a rogue LMD? No, it was his actual brother. Oh. No, but the brother, but they, the so, two of them, yeah. yeah, the two of them found out about the LMD. Yeah, you should read Secret Warriors and just go through know, that storyline. I'm, I'm mixing up because the rogue LMD became uh, the leader of was oh, Sons of Serpent. Oh yeah, if yeah, that's Secret and Avengers. Yeah, Secret Avengers when Nova was still a member of the team. <laughs> oh, and Moon Knight was there. But it, it's Valkyrie. either hmm? and Valkyrie. Yeah. Marvel either completely fucked this over and said like this is actually canon and like he is and always has been like a cap I say has been a, a hydra, hydra agent because yeah. like, this whole thing it's this whole thing through the storyline I don't know if you guys have actually read up on it but it's the storyline is that his um, uh, obviously his his mother was trying to raise him but also had a very alcoholic abusive husband and um, it was some a woman that had come up uh, and kind of helped her out a bit and had handed her a brochure for hydra yes this is all in the issue yeah, so um, just filling in, filling in people, but um, and this is whole thing, and like, and then it comes to the whole thing where he says Hell Hydra, and it's it's either that, and it's actually canon, in which case they've completely balls us up, and this is going to completely ruin a lot of people's mm. favoritism for Cap. Is there a code word at all? Hmm? Like a, a word that was said that just turned him into no, but that's the thing because it's not mind control. Spencer said it's specifically not mind control, so this is this is the yeah, issue, and like the other thing it could be is that. It's just, it's the whole double-crossing thing where he's like, oh, I'm secretly uh, an agent of Hydra, but I'm really not, so shh. I, know? I honestly think because there was, was it three references to Pleasant Hill in that Force issue alone Yeah. that it's obviously something to do with the Cosmic Cube, like the living Cosmic Cube, because wasn't Zemo in, like, in the same room when Cubic touched Cap and turned him young again? I think so, yeah. So, because the Cosmic Cube gives the user their greatest wish, so Cap just wanted to be young again so we could fight again. If Zemo was there, then it's like, I want Cap to be my mate. To be actually part of yeah. the organisation. He's not really, well, I think they're ruining Baron Zemo now because I'm pretty sure Red, Red Skull's now head of Hydra. Well, ap- apparently, based on the issue, there's going to be two like rival factions of Hydra. They better not ruin Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo needs his pain. He needs a win. He needs... <laughs> bring the Thunderbolts back. Oh, wait, they are back. It's just... Bucky's leading them. Yeah. That is... Yeah, that's the thing. I, I it's The other thing it could be is just... It, it's going to be another one of those kind of... Red herrings. Big, or... massive... Like, it's, it's going to lead up to this big, massive point where it's like it's going to be... Everyone's going to be against, like, Cap and Hydra or yeah. something bullshit like yeah. that. Like... Like again, this is the point of like they just they're kind of dishing out all these big massive, like <gasps> moments, mm. kind of, and then everyone goes nuts over it, and then they retcon it, and then everyone's like, "Well, that was that was interesting for all of the well, month." See, Spencer said like Nick Spencer's gone online saying like this is a story that has a definitive end, and he's planned it out for I think it's like I think he said two years, and then you'll get the complete story. So, again, it's a forced issue. It's completely being blown out of proportion. Mm. And, right, to be fair, it's an okay issue. Mm. Yeah. I like, think the artwork's good. I think oh, the artwork's amazing. Was, uh, what's his name? Uh, it's Jesus Yeah, something like that, yeah. I think he's, I think he's great. I think that was 
whatever. Really good artwork. Yeah. Like, even if I hated the twist, I'd still get the book based on the art alone. Yeah. But, like I said, this is a potential two-year-long story. That's 24 issues. It's only issue one. The controversy has been blown way out of proportion, and I'm happy to stay on board and see where it goes. His Captain America Sam Wilson was really good. It's I really, really liked good. it. Still See, really good. That's the thing. Like, has yeah. like has has the writer pulled anything like this before? Well, Sam Wilson became a werewolf. Well, Spencer's the thing. Yeah. Well, Nick Spencer. He's he's before he came to Marvel, he was doing an image book called Morning Glories, which is still going on. And oh yeah, the stuff he's done to Cap so far. Is nothing compared to the mm. shit he's done. To so it's it's completely brand new for him anyway. Yeah. yeah, but I think I'm sort of. Let's just see where it goes. I guess. Yeah. Uh, if the second issue is just like sort of as controversial, you could say, well, they're just doing it for shock value. It's not gonna add anything. It's gonna be like that whole arc is always a Hydra agent, and the next arc is gonna completely forget about yeah. what happened before and just move on to something new. I just want to say to anybody listening. Stop sending Nick Spencer death threats and stop boring the issues of Captain America number one. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there something like hashtag being like Captain America great again or something like that? Which? There's a hashtag going on, it's like make Captain America great again or something. There was there was a bit it came out like with a big story coming out in this issue that would change Captain America forever. And like the social fucking warriors decided, oh we're gonna make a hashtag as a Hashtag give Cap a boyfriend. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, Let's give over that point for that. To be fair, right. It could be Bucky. Right, here's the thing Cap America doesn't need to be gay, but Bucky deserves to at least give Cap a hand job. Which <laughs> one? Obviously, not the metal arm. I mean, good. <laughs> His hand would be too cold. Cap deserves a fucking Bucky hand job. The, sh- the amount of times he saved Bucky from brainwash bullshit, yeah. Bucky owes it to Cap for at least a hand job. Like, don't, they don't have to make eye contact. <laughs> he can just pretend he's milking a cow. It'd be yeah. more awkward if there were eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> you could just imagine the two staring each other out. It'd be, it'd be even more to be he'd use his metal hand and it locked up. <laughs> and the EMP thing went off on it. <laughs> All of like half of Manhattan just gone, <laughs> like lights. Might you go to A&E for that. But yeah, um, uh, I'd say if you haven't read it yet, the issue, uh, maybe trade with it. See where it yeah, goes. wait for the full story now. Yeah. Just wait for it to be like trade paper, I can just get it there. So yeah, that's, that's a summary of the two main stories of this week. Uh, before we go, Sean, what was your, your three big books of this week that you enjoyed? Oh, uh, I guess Justice League, because it just- is... It's actually a good storyline, and I really liked it. Uh, Tokyo Ghost. Ghost. Huh? Sean Murphy is amazing. And anything recommender, I'd probably just buy because I like him a lot. And I guess I'll go with East... Uh, is East of West? East of West, 26. Yeah, because that is also really good. Yeah. I started to pick that up, and I think it's really good. It's a really good setup, and I think the artwork's amazing, the writing's amazing, so that's what I'm going with. Okay. Uh, I would pick East to West, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Cry Havoc number five, which was fucking phenomenal. And I don't know, there was, I guess, Justice League 50. Like, it was really good. Jason Babak is just amazing. 
He's just he. They come on more books. Yeah, he <laughs> needs to be on. He's going on Batman, isn't he? The DC Rebirth one. I think he is. So he is really good. Mm. Deborah, what were your three books this week? Um, I only actually read three. Well, I'm in the process of finishing the third. Um, the first one is uh, Marvel kills. Uh, sorry, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Didn't come out this week. I know it didn't come out this week, but these are the th- only th- three things I've read. So, um, and then uh, I also read the Marvel Zombies Volume One. Also, did not come out this week. I know. And the we get that. The, the right? We one, know that nothing he read. The third one, it's a bit more modern. Um, I started reading Spider Verse. Boy, is that long. Like, the the volume. Mm. You need the to one, get, like, yeah, the for that. It's it's sort of so that's the thing. It's because it's, I'm reading it online, and the time, like, you have to have, like, 20 tabs open because there's just so much stuff in the middle that you have to kind of catch up on. Mm. Um, but, like, maybe not of the week, but definitely that Spider-Verse, if you've got the free time for it, it is. It's so good so far, you know. And just to say, was it the worst X-Men? Is also it. The Worst X-Men is. Four, isn't it? Worst X-Men's finished. It's on issue four, I think. No, it's on it's it's done. It's done now, but it came out this weekend for sure. No, it was it was done long ago. Hold on, I'll just double check. Um but yeah, next week, Sean, what is the book that interests you the most? Midnight. Just midnight. Well, what issue is that? Issue three. It is so good. It is like I but like Moon Knight's like my favourite but like that comic is really good yeah. and you come past like the volume the last volume mm-hmm. which was started by Warren Ellis and it was just like you, you don't think he could t- like the next one could top it but like it honestly does yeah. the whole set up for it is just amazing that's that's probably Greg Smallwood is such a good artist yeah he definitely earned it when he did the Moon Knight one I was glad yeah. he was picked up to do the next volume yeah. what about you? Um, I, I've, I've got two books for next week um the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Pink number one. Oh, oh. They're, they're doing a so the forced spin off of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic mm. is going to be based on the Pink Ranger Kimberly, and then uh, the forced issue of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mini, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady destroy everything. Okay, and I would like to state that X Men worst X Men ever, uh, ended in February. Really? Yep. Well, then I... Well, You're well I, behind. I'm really well behind then. So, uh, yeah, that was that was our first episode of Panel Jumpers. Uh, I've been Chris. I'm Sean. I'm Darren. And before we go, Sean, it was Miriam Sharp was the mother in Civil War. Yep. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs>